We have to go back! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And today we are reviewing the 1996 slapstick comedy, Dunstan Checks In. Oh, you know what? It is a slapstick comedy. It sure is. And uh, in case you're wondering while we're reviewing this movie, uh, one of the um of the planet of the apes is coming out very soon <laughs> and a war for the planet of the apes that's yeah. right the war for it Just and war um, for yeah war for war for war for we had rise of then dawn of no it's war for yeah is in, i in confusingly it's the third one not the fourth one it's the third war, one yeah. yeah so not war for four uh, but yes, in honor of uh, the Planet of the Apes franchise's new movie, um, we couldn't find either of the original Planet of the Apes on Netflix, so we got the next best thing, which is Dunstan Checks In. Which is also <laughs> not on Netflix. So, don't know why we did that, but... Joke's on us! We felt good about it. Uh, to give you guys a little bit of backstory, this movie came out in 1996. Uh, the movie is all about Robert Grant being the concierge of the elegant, majestic hotel with inspectors due for a surprise visit. The majestic's owner, Mrs. DeBrow, puts extra pressure on Robert to keep the establishment running flawlessly. And Robert, home to be rewarded with some time off. Uh, work to relax with his sons vows to put the utmost care into his duties a task that is complicated by one of the guests unruly light-fingered orangutan dunstan so uh the movie stars uh and i like as soon as the credits started going i'm just like what uh (laughs) stars jason alexander as robert grant the uh concierge faye dunaway as Mrs. De Mrs. DeBro, the owner of the Majestic, uh, Kyle Grant from the Santa Claus fame, um, and Rupert Everett, Doctor Claw, um, yeah, Doctor Claw, yeah, Paul Rubens for um, he makes a later cameo as ma- he's like I think the best part of the film, Buck Lafarge, uh, and Glenn Shaddix. You might recognize him from two Tim Burton films, mm-hmm. um, one of which being Beetlejuice and the voice of Mayor of Halloween Town and Nightmare Before Christmas. To spin that head around. Oh, yeah, that's him. Uh, he was also in. Oh, this is great. This is great. He was also in Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the 2001 one. He played NATO. Oh, that's so great. He certainly has a type. So, uh, there's actually surprisingly not a ton of history about this movie, except for the box office. Uh, This movie was a box office disaster. Um, Or as they say in show business, a Dunstan. Um, It budgeted $16 That, I mean, it takes a lot to make a, a cake as big as they did. Um, <laughs> but the box office, it only made 
uh, nine million. So it just got barely, it like barely passed. I think it got a 60%, uh, but I'm also bad at movie math. Um, but that was largely it. Uh, as far as the trivia went in the movie, I mean, besides that, they just said that, you know, Jason Alexander wore a toupee for this role, and that's basically it. Uh, Ricky, of all the movies we've done, this one, I, I think, has the least trivia on IMDb. Yeah. Like, only two points, and you already said one of them. <laughs> that Jason Alexander went bald at 16 and had to wear a toupee, and the other point of interest is <laughs> some of the interior for the New York hotel scenes were filmed in Los Angeles at the old Bullock's Wilshire building, which is closed now. But the others were filmed at the Dorchester Hotel in London. Yep. Four out of four people found this interesting. <laughs> and we weren't even one of them, unless it was, <laughs> unless you were one of them. Cards on the table, I was one of them. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, so this movie, uh, because of its performance, uh, I did find that not too many movies with a monkey outside of its natural habitat as the star... Um, has been made since this movie. Um, so, can you give you me it, an example of movies of monkeys in their habitat? Yeah, like George of the Jungle. Okay, yeah. Um, King Kong. I oh, see. He starts in the habitat and then he's out of the habitat. Yeah, right. Um, and then a Planet of the Apes because mm. Earth is their new habitat. Right. They own it now. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, Dunstan checks out the memoirs of a monkey, uh, where he just is in the end of the movie, but he's just like writing a tale of his adventures. So sad. It's like the Hobbit structure. <laughs> yes. Like, Let me tell you the tale of when I lived at a hotel. <laughs> It was quite a sweet life. See, that's a play on words that these humans like to use. Do, 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 <laughs> do, do, do. Oh, but yeah, so did you watch this movie uh, as a kid? I did. I misremembered a lot of it because when my wife asked me, what's Dunstan Check Sins about? I said, it's about a monkey that works at a hotel. <laughs> that's <laughs> That was my understanding, even though I did watch it several times as a child. Oh wow. Yeah, that's uh that's a different movie. And uh pretty on par with how I misremembered uh first kid. Yeah. Like, oh no. Yeah, no, he so it's about this kid who becomes president. Nope, not even a little bit. It's about the president's son. <laughs> I, I think I mixed up a lot of Dunstan checks in with uh Home Alone Two as well. <laughs> just because they both take place in hotels. Yeah. In fact, I'm pretty sure um, your next editing project is seeing how to fit both. We can we can make it work. Home Alone 2, Dunstan checks in. There it goes. <laughs> It'll be called Homo Sapiens. Oh, you did it. That's perfect. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I ever saw this movie, but I for sure saw so many trailers for this movie, which... Like, I mean, I I don't want to 
have this come off as too terribly negative, but if you see the trailer, the trailer has like probably like the best parts of the film, with the exception of Paul Rubens. Like you probably miss out on a lot of Paul Rubens on the trailer, but like they they give you like the most action in the film. Wait a minute. Are you including the part where he gives that woman a massage? <laughs> that's in the trailer. I remember being like, this is not a selling point. <laughs> I That is in the trailer. Like, I oh. played the trailer for my wife, and she's like, what movie is this? Because in my head, the thing I do remember, and this is kind of one of those Mandela effects, I could have sworn this was a Disney movie. Like, it was Disney's Dunstan Checks In, and it's not. This is a, a 20th Century Fox movie. What? Sorry, I have to rewind. What What do you mean by the Mandela effect? Oh, it's the um, it's this kind of phenomenon where people, uh, several people, can recall saying that like Nelson Mandela like died in prison. Oh, and they're like, no, he died in prison. And he's like, no, he didn't. And but so many people recall it, and it's one of those things where. You recall it being a very specific thing from your past, but you look back and it wasn't. Kind of like uh, the most popular example, that's what the Mandela Effect gets its name from. But the most popular version of it is um, the Berenstein Bears. Mm-hmm. So you remember them called the Berenstein, right? Yeah, Baron Berenstein. Yeah. If you look it up, it's spelled Berenstein Bears. Berenstein? Yeah, S-T-A-I- So not E-I-N, it's A- Yes. Oh. And I 100% remember it being Berenstein Bears. I remember the TV show on PBS, and uh, I remember the books. I, I It was Berenstein, and then I look at it, and it's always been Berenstein. It's just like, oh. that doesn't make any sense. Maybe they changed it for show business. <laughs> right? That's what I thought. But it's all like my, my mom pulled out like her like the book that she got me when my sister was born is like brother bear having sister bear which they were really banking on those names um, and it was Berenstain bears Berenstain bears yeah so that's the mandala effect and so um, it's basically when you misremember something from your past. And multiple people can recall it being that way as well. Like, another one is people recalling how, yeah, I remember there was this movie with Sinbad and he was a genie. And multiple people remember it it being Sinbad. And everyone's like, no, you're thinking of Kazam with Shaquille O'Neal. And they said, no, no, I'm not. I'm thinking of another genie movie starring Sinbad. Wasn't there a a movie called Sinbad where it had a pirate though that, it, that kind of looked like a genie there was and is that kind of where people get it mixed up oh may i don't think so because that was animated i wonder if in each of those cases there is a like missing link that causes that misremember like for me my mandela effect is because i get it mixed up with a lot of the plot from home alone too mm. so i misremembered dunstan checks in yeah, just because the elements kind of cross over so quickly, or, like, so easily. I could see, like, if you're trying to remember uh, the plot of Corpse Bride, you may actually misremember it because you're just thinking of Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're trying to think of, like, Paranorman, you're just misremembering it because you're thinking of Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> right. Yeah. And if you're if you're thinking 
about a kid living in a hotel with his brother having antics, mm-hmm. you're misremembering season three as Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Or if you're thinking of Frankenweenie, you're just misremembering it because you're thinking of Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> Dunstan checks in. <laughs> um, you see, yeah, I don't remember. I never watched this uh, movie, but I really did think that it was a Disney movie for some reason. Like there are several times in this movie where, like the <laughs> the monkey Dunstan giving the massage to this woman, this very promiscuous older woman who is like, my husband didn't come with me. And she's just like hitting on everyone. Um, that whole scene. I'm like, this doesn't seem like Disney. Um, no. Oh, you know what? You know what I was thinking about? Airbud. I was thinking about oh. that time the Airbud uh, checked into a hotel and antics ensued. He climbed up the side of the building and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, different things happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that happened to me a lot in my childhood, like where I just assumed if it was animated and kind of geared towards kids, I just assumed it was Disney. Kind of like what people, a lot of people forget that Anastasia is not a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of people think that just because it's computer generated animation that it's Pixar. Yeah. Yeah. This movie, so here's the thing about this movie. Uh, Story-wise, it was very all over the place. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, I forgot a lot of like what I was watching. Like There are several moments where I'm just like, oh yeah, that's right. This is what the story's about. Um, because there are a couple of scenes where like the kids aren't anywhere to be found. It's just like all interactions with adults, which I thought was yeah. really interesting. Um, but it reminded me, uh, my wife and I had this really fun conversation about the, there's this, uh, theory, maybe I'm introducing too many theories into this episode, um, but it's a writing theory called the therefore but principle. If you can fit the words therefore or but between scenes, you have a pretty solid story to follow. Um, oh, right, because uh, everything chains back to each other. Exactly. So there's yeah. a cause and effect. There's like a method to the madness kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Whereas you have some movies that will just throw at you a lot of things that are happening. It's like, and this happened, and this happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of how you also end up with like plot holes or um, just kind of unfocused stories. Yeah. Um, and this this movie doesn't follow that principle a lot but i think the thing that would have saved this story um isn't necessarily even that um therefore but principle because a lot of things aren't really connected i think the thing that kind of took me out of the movie was that it didn't feel like there was a lot at stake for um jason alexander's character um yes we wanted him to go on vacation with his kids but like for example if you look at the Santa Claus, which is similar, um, mainly by actor, um, <laughs> classic Eric Lloyd. Uh, but the thing that made like Tim Allen becomes a better father mm-hmm. by becoming Santa Claus. You know, you kind of have that premise of like due to this irregular circumstance, he becomes a better father to his son, and he realizes the importance of like being there, right? Um, and this wasn't necessarily the case for Jason Alexander. Like, he, he was already, like, good 
And he had, I loved his Save the Cat moment um, mm-hmm. with his kids. And that was strong. It's just like he didn't necessarily change throughout the movie, except for at the very, very end where he's just like, eh, I'll, I'll quit my job. And then he got to keep it. Yeah, I think the stakes that they established, though, of him being fired. Um, yeah. Like, she says, like, if we don't get a six star, then you're going to be fired, basically. Uh, I mean, that that seems pretty intense because, like, they live there. So that means that he doesn't have income. He doesn't have housing. The kids have to be uprooted. So that, to me, seemed like a pretty good stake. But you're right. Like, the change isn't really there at the end because they're still living in a hotel. They're still serving the same guests. He's still ignoring them. Mm -hmm. Um, And you still got monkey problems. Right. Like, I would have loved to see something along the lines of him him just being so good at his job that, like, the reason... Like, because they said a lot of, like, this is the best hotel chain, but I would have loved to see more moments where he, like, didn't fire um, Consuela. Consuelo? Yes. Consuela. Consuelo. Consuelo, yes. Um, when he didn't fire her, I thought that was a great moment for him. And I would have liked to see more of that and more of him kind of treating the whole place like his his home. That's just something that I think would have been fun to see and explore. And then for Dunstan to be brought into that kind of family Mm -hmm. um, would have been cool. Um, But yeah, Dunstan, man. Oh my goodness. monkey can act. That, like, I, I was really impressed. Like, his whole... (laughs) <laughs> I was I think I laughed the hardest when uh when well two moments. One where uh Dunstan attacked Jason Alexander after he uh went into that meeting with the women who were uh having tea mm-hmm. and it was just like silent in the background. He's just like running around with a monkey on his face. I thought that was really funny. Uh the other moment is when Dunstan goes into the hotel room to like rob it and he's just destroyed it. <laughs> I'm just like, wait a second, Dunstan, if this is what you do every time, you are terrible at your job. You are a criminal. <laughs> now, Dunstan, remember, be discreet. <laughs> just throws everything just all around. I, I just, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I, there are a lot of really touching parts in it, too, mm-hmm. between the brothers, especially, like. I grew up with a younger brother, and so, like, the brother bond felt really authentic in the way they kind of antagonize each other, but then also look out for each other. And then I liked seeing that extend to Dunstan, like, a brother almost. Like, he had, just because we have the backstory of Dunstan lost his brother, so um, oh, there's yeah. a lot of nice, like, triangles there that they build out. Yeah, yeah. I thought in Rupert Everett... Um, did not recognize him at all. Um, fun fact about me. Uh, for years, <laughs> um, when I saw Inspector Gadget in the theaters, um, I I kind of loved it solely because uh, I loved Inspector Gadget. Um, mm-hmm. And the soundtrack, I listened to it. And Disney played all these promotions for it. I had a poster of Rupert Everett as Dr. Claw. I had the like Inspector Gadget poster. And it still, to this day, 
in my childhood bedroom is posted above my bed. <laughs> so I've seen Rupert Everett more than almost anyone I know. <laughs> and you still and didn't I recognize him. did not recognize him. Wow. I was shocked that he looked the way he looked. Um, like I couldn't, like, there was no point in time where I'm just like, oh, yeah, I guess that's kind of Rupert Everett. I don't know what they did. It couldn't have been much, makeup-wise. It's the teeth. He had fake teeth in. Oh, gosh, maybe. But, man, yeah, that, that's the thing that, like, really threw me off. But, man, he... I, it was almost as if they said, listen, guys, Roop, can I call you Roop? There is no such thing as too over the top. You go for it. You reach for the stars, my friend. <laughs> and he delivered. Rupert Everett, this man does not look the same in any photo that I'm looking at right now. There are no two photos of him that looks the same. This is amazing. Yeah, I, I think that he, he was just such a ham. And I just loved the whole sinister... Uh, <laughs> and gosh, anytime someone pulls out like a 90s super advanced piece of technology, it just brings me great joy when he's like hacking into the hotel... <laughs> Jurassic Park hacker. Right. I know this program. And he just like he's typing into the computer. I'm like, what you searching, bud? Actually, better question, what you connected to, bud? The Wi-Fi? Bananas. Bananas. <laughs> Are you searching for bananas? What program's that? Hotel program? Banana program? <laughs> I just uh I just love yeah, that was that was great. Oh, hey, uh, Grayson, uh, just got a call for a new reservation. Yeah, Ricky? Yeah, uh, someone wants to reserve some headcanon! Oh, ding, 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 ding! Headcanon is a part of the show where we share with you our unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. Um, here's my biggest thing, uh, that <laughs> Dunson Checks In does for me in the headcanon department. And that is connecting Dunstan Checks in to Beetlejuice. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you noticed this, um, but, you know, Beetlejuice, um, he, I've, let me see his character's name. Otho. Otho. So Otho, I don't know about you, but Otho sounds like a completely made up name, which most names are, but this one even more so. Um, but he played Lionel Spaulding. I believe that Lionel Spaulding is his, like, day job. And then being the designer that he is, is his dream job. Mm. Because, I mean, it seems like as a hotel critic, um, you probably get a lot of perks. Um, and so... That's, like, how he makes the big bucks. Um, but, like, he really just loves interior designing because where else do you get better interior designing inspiration than from hotels? It's true. He's seen a lot of interiors. Yeah. So that's my big my big piece of headcanon. That and um, Dunstan 
and um, Rupert Everett's character are actually the same person. You split personality, but the second personality is a monkey? Yep. So you're saying that Dunstan checks in is actually more like split. So it's a banana split. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying, Grayson. Yeah. That that pun exhausted me. <laughs> so my headcanon is that uh, Paul Rubin's character, Buck Lafarge, he has the book that has all of the other monkey criminals in it. So my theory is that Lafarge actually captured Samson, Dunstan's older brother, but were led to believe that Samson was killed. So in my mind, if... Uh, they had explored what would happen if Lafarge captured Dunstan, he could have been reunited with his brother, and then you would have had the parallel stories of um, of Kyle and Brian as brothers, but then Samson and Dunstan as brothers working together. Mm. Um, so in my mind, Samson is still alive, but he is being held by Buck Lafarge. Interesting. That's a much happier ending than what I feel like the movie would have you believe about Samson. Because right. every time he threatened him, it got darker and darker. Real sad. Because originally, we picked this movie because of War for the Planet of the Apes. So I was like, oh, this is going to be easy headcanon where this is just a prequel to Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, but then I forgot that he watches Planet of the Apes <laughs> in there. So I'm like, well, that totally just obliterated my headcanon. No! Uh, now we're going to go into um, another segment of the show that we like to do. Uh, this is called, what, 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 what Would You Do? What? <laughs> what would you do, Grayson? So this is uh, sometimes a segment that we do on the podcast where we ask each other, Hey, Grayson, um, if you were to be in a Dunstan checks in situation where mm-hmm. you happen upon a primate at yeah. your hotel, mm-hmm. what would you do? Oh, man. I would walk away backwards very slowly, maintaining eye contact as I slowly pulled out my phone and took a picture. <laughs> but then he would probably lunge forward and and take my phone and then open my photos. And then I would be like, wait a minute. How did he open my phone? This is fingerprint protected. And then I would believe that the monkey was a monkey version of myself. Because he has the same fingerprints as me. And so then I would approach the monkey and we would do a handshake that only I know. And I would then adopt the monkey and try to make it as much like myself as possible to try to restore the humanity I once lost. Assuming that this is probably me in the future that has... uh, traveled back in time due to some mix-up that made me regress evolutionally. And I had to find myself to restore my own humanity. 
That's what I that's what I would do. Wow. That is so different than what I ever would have thought you were to say. Ricky, what 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 would you do? Um man, I would like if it was the exact same situation, I would here's what I would do. I would say, "Hey monkey, what do you got in your little fanny pack there?" Oh, what's that? Hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of jewels that no one ever addressed. Mm. Finders keepers were going to Bermuda. Nice. And uh, I'd probably do that. We'd be best <laughs> friends and uh, enjoy banana daiquiris nah, on yeah. whatever sunset Bermuda has. Uh, that's right. On the sunset. On the sunset. <laughs> All right. Now to go into a more familiar segment grayson um mm-hmm. we're gonna go to recast and remake oh if this movie were to be made today who would you cast and what would the storyline be uh i'm gonna go first okay um i know nowadays they would probably try to do like a nine lives thing where they would make dunstan like talk he's like of course i can talk i'm I'm Dunstan, and then he would like do the rap that happened during the credits. Um, Wait, did you see Nine Lives? Uh, I have not seen that. Oh, oh, you're talking about the rap from Dunstan checks in. I thought you were saying the the rap that the cat does in Nine Lives. Grayson, are you telling me that there's a rap in Nine Lives? I don't know. I didn't see it. <laughs> okay. No, I was talking about the end of Dunstan checks in. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. I, I, I would keep Dunstan. I think Dunstan would stay almost exactly the same. Um, yeah. the only thing I would change is like the story. I would make the family story. I would make it more focused about a story about family and mm-hmm. like how Dunstan kind of has this like somewhat broken relationship of family, but he misses what he had with his brother. And then there's like some kind of, family breakdown within um you know the concierge family and the boys that's not necessarily just about the boys like being well behaved per se but it's just like them looking for their father to be a father and be the father that they kind of see him being to like almost everyone else mm-hmm. um and i think that would be a, just a fun story to see unfold in that sense and how the kids almost, like, a lot like Home Alone, basically. How, like, you know, when um, Kevin's Home Alone, he becomes more mature because he has to kind of count on himself. Um, where the boys kind of become more mature because they have to take care of Dunstan. Because he mm-hmm. is, like, a very wild animal. Yeah. Um, so I think that that could be, I would love to see that kind of story. Um, and for Jason Alexander's character, um, I would cast... Uh, <laughs> You know what? I can't imagine him doing anything wrong. Jake Johnson. I would love to see Jake oh, Johnson. Yeah, we're on a real Jake Johnson kick. I mean, there's so much to love. There's so yeah. much to love. Or Alan Tudyk. Uh, I know that's a jump of people, but like Alan Tudyk, I could see him uh, just do a lot with that role. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, And then for the kids... Hmm. It's tough to find two kids, so I'll just say season one Luke from Modern Family and season three Luke from Modern Family. Solid choice. Yep. For 
my recast, I would, um, I also think that they would do like a CGI type integration today. So, gotta go with Andy Circus to play Dunstan. <laughs> Either that or Kirsten Dunst, and then it would just be Kirsten Dunst uh, checks in. So that would be it. Um, and then for Lord Rutledge, I would like Jeremy Irons. Um, yes. I just really like him as an actor. For the dad, um, for Jason Alexander's character, I'd like Larry David. Oh. Um, I just think it'd be great to see him run a hotel. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I love that. I love... That's a movie right there. Just Larry running a hotel. <laughs> and then for um, for Kyle, I'd like um, season one, George Michael from Arrested Development. <laughs> and for the brothers, season three, George Michael from Arrested Development. Good choice. Solid selection. I like it a lot. Um, cool. Actually, I would... I think the cl- the cast of Blackish would be amazing. Like Anthony Anderson being the dad, and then Jack and Diane, um, or the character, the actors who play Jack and Diane, because they're still fairly young, um, would be great choices as like the kids. Actually, Alan Tudyk would be a good Lord uh, Rutledge, but you know who'd be even better? Hmm. Toby Maguire, the return of Tobes. Toby Maguire in Kirsten Dunst Jackson. <laughs> oh, but I'm really surprised that they haven't tried. I mean, I couldn't. I guess I'm not too surprised uh, because this was like a genre killer. Um, so not many people made movies like this later on. But uh, with all the Air Buddy movies that they made, yeah. you would think that they would at least try one movie. Yeah, because really you can do any. Dunstan verb preposition combo. Like, I could see there being a trilogy where it's Dunstan checks in and then Dunstan cashes in where he's in a casino and then Dunstan checks out where he's at a retirement home. I mean, that's really, really solid. And, like, he's (laughs) he's in a retirement home where he breaks out a whole bunch of other retired uh, uh, animal actors for one last hurrah. <laughs> All right, guys, it's almost time for us to check out. Uh, but <laughs> before we do, we're going to give you our reasons to recommend. So, Grayson, why would you recommend the slapstick comedy Dunstan Checks In? I recommend Dunstan Checks In because it really delivers on the movie's tagline. He's about to turn a five-star hotel into a three-ring circus. And it really does do that. Like, it it plays to the premise so well of just, there's a monkey in a hotel, and here's how people lose their minds about it. Um, and it's fun. It's just a fun movie. Um, and you don't really see a lot of films with Jason Alexander as the lead, which I really enjoyed. Like, he is a tremendous actor. And I'd like to see him in more lead roles like that. But he is a very theatrical performer. Um, He has a ton of range. And Dunstan Checks In really showcases that slapstick comedy that he has. And amidst all of 
the craziness that happens, he really is an anchor. So if I had to recommend it for a an actor in this, I recommend it to see Jason Alexander. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that there that these kinds of movies um, don't get the credit that they deserve because, like, I mean, at the end of the day, this is like a this is a kids movie, uh, kids movie, and it's a fun movie. Um, and there, I mean, you heard us on this podcast theorizing about like different ways and premises to like like get this movie to be made again, basically, because mm-hmm. I think the movie. Um, it's fun, and it it's just like one of those movies where it's like, sure, let's do it. Let's put a monkey in a hotel room and see what happens. It's almost like an experimental uh, film where I felt like a lot of the movie was almost just loosely improvised, um, and just like different things like that were happening around it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a fun movie, and I, I would agree with the whole Jason Alexander bit and um, especially if, um, you are looking for Paul Rubens, cause like, Paul, I, man, I wish I will, I want to see Jason Alexander and Paul Rubens in a movie together more. Uh, mm-hmm. I know I didn't talk a ton about him, but he was just so great. Like his theory on like how Dunstan got here, he's like, oh yeah. So a little girl gets, <laughs> gets a monkey and she doesn't want it. Then she flushes it down the toilet. And then it gets in here through the sewers. Like, what? No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if, you, if you're looking for a movie that has Dunstan checking in, this movie has everything you could ever want. And Kevin Thomas from the LA Times says that it's a delightful and funny family film. His name's Kevin. Credibility. And that is our review of Dunstan Checks In. Let us know what you remember about Dunstan Checks In on our social medias. We are on Twitter and Instagram in both places. We are at Flashback Flicks. And we would love it if you took the time to check in to the review section. If you go onto iTunes, leave us a review um, of this specific podcast. Let us know what you on this, on we'll, this is one of the few times where we will just go for the regular one out of five stars because it is a thematic. And if you can give a sixth star in the form of Faye Dunaway's pendant, yeah, then let us know. Yeah, yeah. So give us a rating five stars if if you like the uh, the antics that went on in this episode of the podcast. And be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. Rewind.